welcome back to COVID-19 on Toast with your hosts, Jacqueline and Nadilla. This episode, we'll be talking about all things transformation. We're really excited today to be joined by our guest, Jared, who is a transformational coach specifically focusing on teaching people on how to master relationships in life, love and business. Jared is trained under some really big names when it comes to leadership and success, works with clients all over the world and has quite a reach via his YouTube channel, general online presence and the workshops that he completes. Jared, thank you so much for joining us and being part of our podcast. Hey guys, it's really a pleasure to be here. I'm really excited about this. Thank you. Our pleasure. Just before we get into uh, picking your brains, just wondering if you could tell our listeners a little bit more about what you do. Yeah. So really transformational coaching, there's all different types of coaches out there, but really transformational coaching, ultimately the core of it is switching what what you as a human being orients around. Every human being has something that they orient their life around. For some, it's making money. For some, it might be some sort of, I don't know, addiction. Uh, for others, it may be whatever it is. Every human being on the planet uh, always orients their entire life around what makes them feel safe or secure. In transformational coaching, what that's really about is shifting the foundation of who you are and what your actions and your emotions and your thought patterns revolve around and then laying in a foundation that is grounded into reality at its deepest core and the reality at its deepest core i'm going to go a little spiritual here is basically what the buddha calls us the groundless ground so really transformational coaching is about Mm -hmm. grounding into the groundless ground ultimately at at its core and and finding security in the unknown and the uncertain and and be, feeling safe in that that's amazing and and i guess obviously with the with the work that you do because i know i obviously know you and i've you know connected with you before and it seems like you have such a such a great reach out there um you're very on top of what's happening around the world as well and from a from a covid-19 position what are you experiencing at the moment both professionally and personally yeah that's a great question i love that okay so <laughs> it's really interesting because <laughs> I mean, I love seeing people's subjective worlds and their experience. I think that's one of the gifts of any good coach. They can see the subjective world and how a person's experiencing the world and then you know, work and shift that. And everyone is experiencing their own. They're all, they're all having their own unique experiences. I would say at the collective mass level that a lot of relationship stuff is coming up for people. I mean, I was inspired to go into the relationship stuff probably about in January, right before COVID happened. And I didn't know why I was just feeling inspired. I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to do this relationship series. So I started sending out emails and, you know, I, I, I I interviewed like one of the top relationship coaches in France, Alex Cormon, and then uh, Australia's top relationship coach, Mark Rosenfeld. And it was funny. I, I just got that hit and I don't, I didn't know where it was coming from, but I just followed that deeper intuition. And then COVID happened, you know, it really blew up late February and all, everyone's relational patterns started coming to the surface. So at the collective level, I saw a lot of relational patterns coming to the surface because there was no, people couldn't distract themselves from their relationship issues. You know, they were forced to live within the same, within the same walls without those distractions of work. A lot of individuals and myself in the past have used work as a mean to avoid, uh, use work as a means to avoid really, you know, doing the deep inner work that needs to be done. Uh, so that was what I saw come up at the collective level since COVID really hit. 
in terms of my own personal life, nothing has really changed for me. Right, exactly. Like everyone shifted online. If anything, my work only increased and my service to the world increased. So it's, yeah, it's been a, it's a, been a very interesting personal experience, but also looking out at what's been happening at the collective has been quite uh, interesting and enjoyable to see and work with. <laughs> I guess that's what mm-hmm. I saying. <laughs> that's amazing. I just wanted to touch on like relationships because we've, we've, we've had a couple of guests on our series so far who talked around general relationships, you know, whether it's marital, whether it be family relationships, whether it's dating. But I guess with the with the work and around relationships mm-hmm. that you do, I was just wondering if you might be able to clarify for the for the audience what what that involves. Are we looking at like relationships with other people, relationships with ourselves? Yeah, would be great if you could you know expand. A- absolutely. Bit on that. So the first thing that I I think the first important truth to to acknowledge here before we go into this conversation deeper is every single relationship we have in our life uh, is a reflection of the relationship that we have in ourselves. I mean, there's a direct correlation between the quality of your relationships that you have in your life and the quality of relationship that you have with yourself. Uh, that's undeniable across the board. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's, it's a truth. There's, there's like, there's subjective truths and then there's just exams of how the universe or how the world and how subjective human experience works. And I found, you know, from interviewing and from my own research, and then also just, you know, coaching, I mean, I've coached over a thousand, thousands of individuals at this point in my career. And I've found that mm-hmm. the quality of relationship that we have in ourself with ourselves is always reflected back to the quality of our relationships in the world and vice versa. So really the with taking that that truth and, and looking at the conversation through that truth of the quality of relationship we have with ourself is reflected in the external world. You know, the self doesn't happen in a vacuum. Who we are, our thoughts, our emotions, everything that we're experiencing is a product of our connections with the world. So the self is, you know, that the self is a product of its connections, uh, energetically, emotionally, mentally, um, and so that's why I always you know, coach individuals and ask them deep questions around, you know, really what, who are you looking to become? Because who you become is who you connect with. And yeah, it's just important, I think, to see the the connection between the two, you're going to become who you connect with. And and it's, it's, it's really that simple. I mean, I had one client, he he ran a uh, electric company that serviced an entire county county in Florida. I mean, he was a multimillionaire from the on the outside he had everything, but on the inside obviously he mm. he wasn't, you know, he was very very lacking and I I he felt like all relationships come down to needs and he felt like creating more money in his life was really that's what made him feel safe and secure. So you know, growing yeah. up, he didn't have these healthy, s- supportive environment. And so he built up a, a lot, an empire of, you know, his, around his business and a lot of money to make himself feel safe. And when he came to me, he thought he wanted to expand the business because that's what made him feel safe. But I could see deeper that his heart was really yearning for authentic, deeper relationship and connection. And 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 so I asked him questions around that. And as we went deeper and deeper and deeper, he came to realize that his desire to create a lot more wealth in his business was, and the expansion of the business was really actually a misinterpreted desire to feel safe 
and he wanted to start feeling safe in authentic relationship. And he had never had true deep authentic relationships. So the coaching originally started off as more of like a consulting, like expansive, expanding your business. Uh, but really on the deeper level, I could see that his heart was actually really looking to create authentic, deep relationship. And so as we went deeper into that over the course of six months to a year, all of his relational patterns changed and his business changed as well too. I mean, he, he stopped putting so much time and energy and effort into the business and actually focused on how to create quality, authentic relationships with his family and, and with, you know, with his, with his friends. So most of the time, what, I, you know, if you look at the foundation there, he switched from a foundation of, okay, what makes me feel safe and secure is creating wealth. And that was his original foundation. And then we shifted that, that to authentic relationship, honest relationship, being a part of community. That's what makes me feel safe and secure. And, and, and I would, and I would, I mean, Harvard did this, Harvard did this review. It was a 75 year um, study. It was the longest study ever done. It's still going today where they, they had 768 men that they tracked over the course of 75 plus years. And I think only about 150 of them are still living. And all these men were rich. Some of them were poor. Some of them went up and down the social ladder. And across the board, they found that deep, authentic connection uh, with, with other human beings and feeling like you're a part of a social community is what gives us ultimate fulfillment. And so I think really COVID is really highlighting what is, is forcing people to acknowledge really what their value systems are in life and what's most important to them. Because mm-hmm. it's so easy to get caught up in the rush of the world. I think if you're living in the modern world and exactly. technology kind of just takes us on that on that that cruise and it's really easy to get caught up in that. So really I think what COVID's done is it's helped a lot of individuals reevaluate their value systems and come back to their true center. Yeah. Mm. I mean just maybe to to expand on that a little bit because you you've spoken so much about relationships to self and then what people are really seeking through your work what kind of trends are you seeing in terms of, you know, the work that you're doing with clients, helping them, say, overcome challenges or blocks within their relationships to transform their business or, or their personal passions, et cetera? What trends are you seeing within that mm, at this time? That, that's a great question, Nabila. Uh, honestly, I think the best the best summary that I could give is every relationship ultimately comes down to having your needs met and feeling safe. When we feel safe, when we look at human development, if you want to grow, there's some sense of being a, you have to have a foundation of safety there. If you want to grow in a healthy, effective way, there has to be a foundation of safety. And so underlying every person that I've coached around relationship, whether it's romantic relationship, whether it's friendship, whether it's business relationship, ultimately all of life comes down to relationship. I mean, even, even sales comes down to, to relationship. Every aspect of life comes mm-hmm. down to relationship. And the, the underlying core theme that I've seen is the safer you feel within yourself, the higher authentic quality relationships you can have. And the more in touch you are with your own needs, the more successful you can be in the external environment and the more fulfilled you can be in your internal world. 
yeah it's such a you know reflecting on as you were talking and, and even earlier earlier on it's such a I don't know it's, it's so so complex what you do but it's so simple fundamentally at the end of the day that everything mm. does come back to the 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 relationships there's nothing is in isolation you're the interconnectedness with humans and etc cetera, etc cetera. so it's it's just it's really really quite fascinating so I guess Jared in in, in terms of of looking at the current situation you've talked about like obviously collectively how relationships have come to the the forefront people are assessing you know their value system the quality of their relationships trying to get in touch with their needs what other challenges would you say you're seeing at the moment for millennials oh i love that that's a great question yeah this <laughs> this fascinates me so much because this this i mean i've, I've had the the privilege to coach people who are poor i've had the privilege to coach people who are really rich um i've had the privilege to coach older people, younger people. So I've, I've, I feel like I've really gotten a good experience of all the flavors out there in the world right now. And there's definitely, there's definitely some yeah. patterns. There's definitely some patterns that I've noticed. And I think one of the biggest patterns that I've seen with the older generation is they have a lot of financial trauma. So it seems like the older generation, they only feel safe and secure if they're making a lot of money. There's definitely some younger generation people who have inherited this, some millennials. I think there's, I mean, I definitely inherited that pattern as well too, to some extent, but you know, I've, I've seen and worked through that. But what I've seen across the board at the collective level is that the, there's still some financial trauma that a lot of the older generation is having. And it, it still controls their life. Now, the younger generation, it's interesting. There's like, and, and I know, Jacqueline, you're, you're, I mean, you've, I think you've written two books on it at this point. The, the millennials and some of the younger generations, there seems to definitely be a equal emphasis, a more, not equal, a more, I guess, a, a deeper focus on finding meaning in their work mm, as well definitely. as having impact in the world. And like, there's like a disregard for power structures. I mean, last year I actually taught three millennial workshops for, for companies. And like, it was crazy to see some of the executives and some of the sales directors and how their minds were totally blown by the millennial mindset. Mm. There's this interesting intersection where millennials and some of the older generations are coming together. And it's like the millennials are realizing, oh, wow, I can, if I have financial security, like I have a lot more freedom, but I need to have a sense of deep meaning and purpose in my work. And I will, that's more important to me than just creating a lot of wealth. So I have to have the meaning, I have to have the mm -hmm. purpose and the fulfillment, but I would also like financial security. Like that, that's, that's definitely there. But there was this, there was a study done. I can't remember what it was called, so I'm not going to be able to cite it, but they found that 66% of millennials would be willing to take a pay cut if it meant that their work was fulfilling. Just on that, I think it's it's a really great point. And I can definitely resonate with that personally. You know, we've we've spoken about, you know, how millennials aren't particularly focused on wealth and we're definitely more about doing work that gives meaning. And I think that certainly resonates with myself. And I think it is very important for wider businesses to kind of understand that mindset and what actually matters because we have changed generationally quite massively uh, from previous generations in, in what we find one meaning in, but where we find security and, and where we find um, purpose. So in terms of your workshops with organizations um, that, 
kind of help support business growth. Um, have you seen any changes in demand or, or the topic? So really what I see, it's most needed now. And a lot of companies are being forced to shift and change. This is one: how to work with the millennial generation. Jacqueline, I know you're, very, you know, that's that's a big, strong point for you. And I know you've seen that out there. Um, and how yeah. to how to lead and manage them because there's a complete disregard for power structures with millennials, and the older generations tend to see it as disrespect. And it it's it's not disrespect. It's just look, I want to like my life is important and I really want to, uh, you know, yeah. spend the quality time and use my time wisely. And so I'm not going to stick around for work unless I'm doing like good, high quality work. And so like, let's get this done. I need mm -hmm. to talk to the CEO, the director, like there's just the, and, and the older generation, it seems like they're totally flustered by that, uh, complete disregard for power structure there's where there where yeah. companies used to have this hierarchical way of leading and managing that's no longer working for the for our generation and so what companies are finding themselves now is having to re completely restructure their entire way of doing business and you know like for instance I'm I'm coaching one company here in Boulder and they have a they have a hierarchy they had uh, a hierarchical uh, model. So it was like you do this, you do that, mm -hmm. delegate, delegate, delegate. And in the past three years, what we've done is we restructured we we restructured their entire company structure from a hierarchical model to a non-linear, uh, diverse, circular model. And what that looks like is mm. yes, there's still people in different power positions, but it's more of an interconnected circular network. I, I kind of wish I had my my whiteboard here so I could show it to you guys on video. I'll, I'll try my best to speak to it. Really what it looks like is, you know, instead of one man being at the top and having this like pyramid structure, it's really one man being at the center and having a circular structure around that in an interconnected network. When when you actually look at bees, bees really have this network. There's not really a hierarchy. There's actually a, a an entire organization that works around one central core. And that is the model that appeals to millennials. But there's a lot of male ego that is going to have to be cleared before that model comes to the forefront. And the companies who can who can adapt to that new structure, they're going to be the most successful. I mean, the, the company that I've been working with for the last three years now, where we restructured this, I mean, they've they've they did really good in Boulder. Uh, they opened up a new plant in, out in LA. Uh, now they're just that now they're going to open up four more plants across the U.S. And I mean, they're going to go public and probably have an IPO in two years and they've totally adapted this new model and it's shown itself. It's reflected itself, not only in the sales, but also in employee retention. The employee retention rate has gone up um, because the reality of it is, is you either got to get with the new generation or you're not going to be able to hire them because the millennials grew up in a world with technology. We know we have options. Um, companies have to be completely open about their culture, they have to be complete. They don't have a choice anymore. Like, like the, the older generations didn't grow up with the internet and that availability to technology and that availability to options. And we did. So yeah. uh, we have the millennials have a 
a better understanding of the value that they can bring to the market and they're not afraid to play that. I, I mean, I love what you've got to say, Jared, because equally, like on the, obviously on the same the same wavelength and, you know, with the, the, the businesses I work with also um, it's just saying the same message. And I guess what I'm quite curious to see, I mean, obviously because businesses are, I think, behind well behind where they should be in order to accommodate and and to it to adapt to the what, what i say new ways of working but they're not really new ways of working because millennials are kind of like we've been around for a while now and we're, we're, we're pushing into the, the the wider global workforce mm. quite rapidly um so so i guess what i'm thinking with this whole covid situation it was just a, an amusing thought i had was will this now accelerate uh businesses from having to where, where they were already having to get ahead and change to a real urgency because millennials have now had time to think and reevaluate what it is that they want. And they're yes. maybe going back to the yeah. workforce with new perspectives and going, well, you know what, I actually don't know about this stuff anymore. And so w- will there be, will there be this rise of like millennials right. you know, with a completely yeah. different I, I approach? So, yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> such a great question. Um, so I sent out more, so I, I last year I ran two courses uh, for coaches, teaching coaches how to go full time online, and I did you know hard aligned sales. I did all the technology that you need to be aware of. I sent out I think week nine of that course. I did uh, it's all about like setting up Zoom software. I sent out that week nine course to more companies than I ever have within the past three months because what COVID did was it forced everyone to work online. This is what every millennial, well, not every, but a lot of millennials want that. They're like, yeah, I want to work, you know, freedom of time, freedom of flexibility. I want to work when I want to work. I want to work online. And so COVID has forced companies to adapt to what millennials actually wanted. Because what I'm recognizing is like COVID forced companies to adapt to the millennial values. Like it forced them. Like it's, it's, it's forcing everyone to meet in the middle. It's forcing the companies to respect and give to millennials what millennials are asking for slash demanding. Um, and it also, it also is forcing everyone to, to build, to learn how to build a workforce culture online. Yeah, that's that's amazing. I think there's there's been so much opportunity that's really been, you know, put out into the world as a result of of what's happening globally and opportunity for growth really mm. in on so many levels. And in terms of like, you know, personal development, do you think that COVID has offered a chance to kind of hone in That's a great question, Nabila. You know, honestly, I think it's highlighted the importance and the necessity of personal growth. We don't have an option anymore. Um, With, and and frankly, I mean, that's definitely a part of the millennials' value systems is wanting to have that sense of personal fulfillment. And if you want to be personally fulfilled, then you have to understand your value systems. And if you want to understand your value systems, you do have to do that inner work, which is personal development. So I think companies, you know, you look at companies like uh, Mind Valley or other progressive companies. Like we have, we have a number of tech companies out here in Denver. I can't think of the name right now, but they they have they have personal development programs as a part of their company structure. Not just like yoga, health, mm. and wellness. They actually have personal development mm. programs. And one of my clients, I was so excited to hear this. So one of my clients, she works for a company who they just signed like a $15 million contract with Comcast, 
where they can go to the company and get mental health checks at any point. So it's not just it's not just like emotional mm. well, like well-being in terms of like psychotherapy. No, it's actually coaching. And so this so Comcast signed an agreement with this company, a $15 million agreement with this company. And this company, it just provides mental health awareness whenever the company needs it. And not just not just therapy, mm. like coaching. So what's like how cool is that? So companies now are starting to see yeah. and realize that if we want to be successful, we need to adapt to the shifting values of of the millennials, but also it's it's in the company's best interest to keep your your employees uh, mentally well, not just stable, but like successful. Yeah, absolutely. And because of our generation, we mm. do have higher rates of mental health issues than any other. So it is it's yeah. such a crucial thing. Jared, we could talk <laughs> about this with you, but we're, we're kind of running short of time. Before we go, you know, you are, you, you are an expert in your area. And I guess it, it would be wonderful if you could kind of leave a little bit of advice for our millennial audience out there, you know, from a, from a transformational coaching point of view, from a business growth point of view, something that you feel would resonate most strongly with our audience and, and probably what they might want to hear or need to hear the most. Mm, beautiful. Yeah. So uh, I, whenever I love this, I love this question. I, I, I call this like maybe the legacy leaving question. Like if I were to die today, mm-hmm. what, what, what would be the last <laughs> thing that the audience would want to hear? Uh, I think my <laughs> message would be no matter like wherever you're at in life, uh, whether you're young, whether you're older, there's always hope to create the type of life that works for you in your value system. And then that's aligned to you. Like I've coached individuals at every single level, at every single age and across the board, no matter what a person's been through, no matter where they've, where they've come from, no matter what they, their skill level or their capabilities, you can create a life that aligns to your value systems that provides for yourself financially and that fulfills you emotionally. You can do it. I mean, I'm only 30 years old, but I've created a really beautiful life for myself that is financially set, that is emotionally sound, that's deeply fulfilling. You can do that. Whether you're listening to this, whatever age you may be, it's possible. I promise. If you don't know how to do it, that's okay. That's a great start. That's beautiful. Yeah, thank you so much um, for sharing that there as well. So, I mean, that that's about all we have time for today. And thank you so much for for joining us and and spending some time with us. Out of yeah, out of absolutely, your day. Jacqueline and Nabila. So it's much. been a real pleasure and an honor. Thank you so much for picking my brain and and uh, allowing giving me the opportunity yeah. to be here. Oh, thank you so much. Well, that is all from us here at COVID nineteen on toast. Jacqueline and myself speak soon. Join the Sweet Jam, it's your call by Kevin Clander in Computech.com.